0: Hi, this is Reva Haas of Team Reva, REMAX Metro Side, and host of Open House with Team Reva. Recently, we learned our good friend, Tim Burkhart, who is a friend of the show, a longtime personal contact and colleague of mine, passed away in early October. Back in September of 2016, Tim was on the show, and in honor of his memory and his wisdom, we are replaying his show this weekend. There may be some dated references. So, listeners, as we always recommend, get competent advisors to consider your own personal situation. But today, let's listen to Tim. The
1: following program is sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro Eastside and Eric Osnes of Homebridge Financial Services. Welcome to Open House with Team Reba. Each week, Team Reba will be bringing you a roundup of real estate and mortgage news, along with information about the local Puget Sound region, highlighting some of the best and brightest entertainment options, family events, neighborhood highlights, and local business interviews, so you can feel right at home in the Pacific Northwest.
0: Welcome once again to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Hass of Team Reba, REMAX Metro East Side,
1: And I'm Eric
2: Osas from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. Happy Saturday.
0: Yes, happy Saturday to you, and thank you listeners for sitting in with us for the next hour oh, i actually I got like on that. our boat yesterday oh nice we, we finished getting our boat loan taken care of and uh then we decided we'd go out and get on the boat for a little while great. So, yep. yeah <laughs> we went to dukes and lake union
2: oh nice that's always nice yeah right? and
0: timed how long it takes to get there mm-hmm. so that's a good thing for us to know so that if we tell somebody like hey we're gonna get in the boat we're gonna go or hey let's get in the boat it's, it's really really important if you're trying to get there by happy hour which we did not make I was going to say, it takes a long time
2: (laughs) getting through the cut there. Yeah, yeah. you gotta. But we timed it. Now we know.
0: And we took the dog with us, so he was, like, chill, hanging out on the dock. You know, it was good. It was nice. Oh, that's a fun
2: fun place. But uh, The beauties of living in the Northwest.
0: Yes, yes. Well, apparently, we have been infecting our friends a little bit because uh, we just found out also yesterday that another friend of ours just bought a (laughs) boat. So that whole thing of us doing the boat show last year has apparently started cascading into yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're we're helping the local economy.
2: That's right. That's yeah. right. Well, once you you know we we have so much to see and explore out there, and and uh, even not that far from Seattle, there's some really cool stuff. Of course. Oh yeah. You know the San Juans and all the islands, mm-hmm. South Sound. Heck, there's. But that's like, not
0: where you were this weekend.
2: No. You yeah, went up well, to the
0: Oyster Run. That's
2: right. That's right. Yep. Uh, yep. My uh, brother and a bunch of friends, I jumped on our Harleys and mm-hmm. rode up to Anacortis, which yeah. is the 35th annual Oyster Run. Mm-hmm. So for 35 years, Anacortes, and, and uh, they must be nuts, but they host probably the largest motorcycle gathering in the Northwest. Mm-hmm. So How us, many
0: people show up? Is it like 20,000?
2: At least, uh, yeah, we were trying to figure that out. At least probably... Probably 20, 25,000 motorcycles were up there this weekend. That's a lot of leather. Uh, they closed the entire town, and
0: uh, cows eight, fear you.
2: Eight or nine blocks uh, <laughs> packed, you know, packed with with bikes. Oh yeah. yeah, I saw yeah. your video. What was it? You you were like, hey, you should look up my friends. They're realtors <laughs> up there, and I'm like, oh really? Yeah, they'll be riding be a Harley Davidson. It. Okay, like, I oh. didn't say
0: that. You did yeah. that, being yeah. a smart They'll ass. be they'll be
2: wearing the black leather. It's like.
0: <laughs> that, okay, that was your friends chiming in on that at that point on Facebook because uh, that was not me. I knew that would be a problem, but yeah. that's why I had to remind you that I believe you'd met them before. So I was like, you might recognize their faces even oh, sure. if they're underneath, you know, some kind of a- oh sure.
2: Yeah. 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 It's it's always um, um, whatever. That's that's an amazing gathering, especially if you're interested at all in people watching. Uh, There's all sort of walks of life that will show up to an event like that. Oh, yes. And, you know, of course, us, uh, you know, uh, my uh, group of friends, there's about six of us that uh, uh, we, we say we're in a gang. You know, but uh but really, that's just because we don't pay any dues. If we pay dues, we'd be in a club, but we don't, so we must be a gang. Oh, gosh, so,
0: what do you like? A, I can't a, say the name of the
2: gang over the air game? because that'd be inappropriate. Ah, but, uh, yes. <laughs> but you, you you look at the typical um uh, you know biker, you know, and yeah. some of these guys, they got the beards they are all scruffy and everything. And but if you ask them, you know, what do you do for the living? They're like, oh, I'm a CPA, you know. And, and I was,
0: uh, yeah, I was gonna say it's kind of a poser fest.
2: Oh, sometimes it's Some a little bit. It's
0: just the yeah. it's the what I wish I could be right. and what I wish I had in terms of freedom in my life. But well, it's not always hey, the other really day
2: we're, fully we're, free. Well, the other day we're talking about cosplay. I mean, what's the difference? You know. Well, I know it's all it's yeah. all fun. Yeah, yeah, as long as people it get is. out it's there all fun. having fun. And and I and I will make you a. a, a um, you know, there's a saying uh, with with Harley riders, especially, is you don't see a lot of Harleys parked in front of a psychiatrist's office. That's my of husband says that frequently. Yes, yeah,
0: yes, right. he was a little jealous. He wished he'd been out on uh, his motorcycle, but you know,
2: yeah, had to go boating instead. Poor baby.
0: Well, no, he did that yesterday.
2: Oh, that was yesterday.
0: Yeah. Yeah, wow. Sunday we watched the game and hung out, and, right. and then we also went down to Four Generals Brewing.
2: They're very cool. Yeah,
0: the same the Hudspeth family Our that we had Ross. here on the show. Yeah. Yes, yeah, Ross and Mary and Mike, and I met their uh, daughter Emily now. So I've pretty much met the entire family Who has of the, the Hudspeths. The new
2: uh, brewery and tasting room down in Renton in the yeah. old city hall.
0: Yeah, the original city hall, not right. just the old city hall. Which even but the still original. has the
2: jail room. It still has the jail. It cell. Has the
0: ladies' jail cell door still there, which is really really cool. And uh, they actually just got a write up in a Seattle Met magazine as one of the top new breweries Excellent. in the area.
2: Yeah, they do a good job. Yeah, they do a- Yeah,
0: very tasty. I was a big fan of the Scottish Red. There you go. On Sunday. Especially as we watched the Seahawks, you know, beat Pummel. out the Yes. It was so awesome. Hummel sandwiches. It was Francisco. a great show. That was beautiful. But uh anyway, so do you want to do a little bit of update. We have we sure. have a guest for our listeners who yes. are out there. We want to let yes. you know we do have as usual a wonderful guest on today and I'm just going to say hello to him real real quick if I can spit out. Absolutely. So Tim Burkhart from KHBB Law, you're here with us today.
3: Yes. Thank you for having me. Yes,
2: yes. absolutely. You and, are our first attorney that we've had on on the air. Yes. So um, I have a I have a whole thick stack of questions I'm going to ask you. <laughs> No, they're uh, probably all lawyers. My jokes. first question. <laughs> well, remember, I, you, you get what you pay for. Well, oh, that's right. That's right. That's like, yeah, that's like the, the guy said, hey, you know, to his attorney for 500 bucks, can I ask you two questions? And the attorney says, yeah, sure. What's your second question?
3: Oh, my gosh. That's so, a good one, actually. Right. You know, this is my second time on air. Yeah. Oh, I, it is. Yes. Yeah, so I'm already banned from public radios. So this oh, is pretty take oh, yeah. care of commercial radios. There you go. Well, Fantastic. that's that's okay. all. That's all
0: good. What, what, what were you on for?
3: KUOW, their, their midday show. This would be about mm-hmm. six, seven years ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. On were estate you, planning, it was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. Excellent. Okay. Well, once that's, I got
3: over the. Fear of standing there in front of one of these things. Oh sure. Ah uh, <laughs>
0: yes. Well, you know, we try to say that this is very conversational. I'd be mean, like, it's a little bit disturbing to have a microphone stuck in your face, but it's really like we're just having a conversation. And
2: you can also tweet us. So tweet us at Team Reba, or you can tweet uh, me at Eric is my banker, and we're always available to answer questions and give you advice and information. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of help with the. Uh, you know, the, the brain trust, uh, mm-hmm. every, I always mention every person's situation is a story problem these days. And so we kind of love helping to kind of crack those those uh, problems, solve those puzzles. So reach out to us if you have questions or if we can help you with, with, with information or resources.
0: Yeah. But yeah. Uh, before we get into all the fun stuff about estate planning, because mm-hmm. most people don't think estate planning is necessarily fun. I actually enjoy talking about it because I think there's so many interesting aspects around it but That's right. um, and I because we do look at things like story problems I I see estate planning kind of the same way. Right, so right. Uh, I find it fascinating.
2: You know, I was on this this run the other day I ran into a friend of mine and of course what you know we got talking banking of course and and, he, and this friend
0: are you talking about on the Oyster Run you Yeah, this? the Oyster Run. Okay. And
2: this friend is at 5.125%. And I...
0: Crikey. And why didn't
2: you be I said, how long ago did you take that loan out? He goes, oh, 2007. Yeah, I was and about like, to say, oh, my gosh. Uh, I go, you're eligible for a HARP loan. These things are going to be sunsetting here at the end of the year. Oh, yeah. You can still get these loans. You don't need an appraisal. Very easy to qualify for and uh, and and you get you get the rates, uh, you know. I I looked at him. I said, I failed you as a friend. He goes, No, 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 no. I knew I needed to reach out and get that sorted Sometimes out. Sometimes people
0: but, just um, need a little nudge.
2: They do. they yeah. Do. So or HARP
3: only for non jumbo loans.
2: Uh, HARP is for a loan. Yes, it'd be non jumbo for it's any loan that's owned by Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac, and it was originated before May thirtieth of two thousand nine. So the way you can find out if your loan is eligible is: there's, you you just go on to, on, on online and Google, mm-hmm. is my loan owned by Fannie Mae? And yeah. If it says no, if, then Freddie you can Mack. say, is there's, my loan owned yeah. by Freddie Mac? And you can do a search based on yeah. your name and your address, and uh, it'll tell you. It's the first and
0: second thing that come up on Bing. That's if you start right. Typing it. Oh, in. Oh yeah,
2: yeah. It's it's a very very it's popular. My search. Owned and boom, it's already right. there. You know, if, if you don't know how to type, you could always call me or or, yeah. or get, you know, tweet me at uh, Eric is my banker, mm-hmm. and uh, always happy to look that up for you. Uh, so uh, these programs are still out there, and and there are people still out there mm-hmm. eligible for them. Yeah. So,
0: so yeah. speaking of nudging, though. Hmm. I need to mention something that is coming up that I'm going to be part of Yeah, that is in early October. So it's not an Open House with Team Reba event like we sometimes have, Mm -hmm. but this is a brand new organization having their inaugural event here. It's a Women's Real Estate Networking event. Hmm. So it's called REN, Mm W-R-E-N, so Women's Real Estate Network. And we are doing our first meetup uh, on October 5th at 6.30. It's gonna be at the Revel Consulting Headquarters located at 2226 3rd Avenue in Seattle. It's on the corner of 3rd and Bell, basically. Mm-hmm. And it's gonna run from 6.30 to 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. And uh, Deborah uh, Rezo, who is the gal who's kind of getting this launched for us, she's actually from California, but she's been doing this in California for a while, and they're taking it here to our marketplace and she has a connection with a friend of mine Elizabeth Embry who is her own real estate investor who's up to somewhere 40 plus units of her own with her and her husband mm. so she's been really going gangbusters Pretty in busy the investing realtor world right there, yeah. well she's she's not an agent she's a investor owner oh okay and okay. so she's been buying throughout the United States and uh, getting that coaching through the rent organization so Deborah, who is helping launch this, is going to be up here, and Elizabeth's going to be part of it, and I'm going to be a speaker at the event as well, so people can contact me for more information Excellent. or look up a meetup.
2: All right. Well, when we come back, we have Tim Burkhart. We're going to be talking about some some trust issues, some legal issues. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned for more with Open House with Team Reba.
1: Open House with Team Reba on AM 1590 the answer now back to open house
2: with team reba welcome back to open house with team reba i'm eric osness from Homebridge financial home mortgage
0: and i'm reba has from team reba
2: and we're here every saturday happy saturday to all of you
0: mm-hmm. thanks for spending your time with us
2: you know we're here sometimes sundays too
0: yes we are sometimes three to,
2: three to four o'clock mm-hmm. on sundays
0: and again if you can't catch us at those times Get us on podcast.
2: That's right. And with us, we have a uh, guest, Tim Burkhart. and a KHBB Law. KHBB Law. And, K-H-B-Law. K-H-B-Law. and uh, Tim is here to talk about estate trust issues, issues. <laughs> and trust, my trust issues. Do you have trust That's issues? Right. <laughs> That's I right. do. I have so, trust issues. <laughs> so, Tim, uh, what do you call an attorney with an IQ of 100? Don't know. Your Honor. What do you oh, call no. an attorney oh, no. with an IQ of 90? Senator,
0: <laughs> oh man, I sort of denied you the ability I can do to this do all it. day long. I know you could. <laughs> you found a website yeah. and you started printing these off immediately.
3: So I have a better one. Do yeah. you know they're starting to use lawyers for lab experiments? Oh no, they're more plentiful than white mice, and the attendants don't get attached to them. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, <laughs> there you go, there you go. Oh, Wait, God. I gotta write that down.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. See, Excellent. he had one better than yours. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I well, love Tim,
3: it. Tell, us, tell us a little bit about your practice. Yeah. So I'm an estate and trust lawyer, and I guess, you know, when people hear estate planning, they think of the Rockefellers or maybe out here at the Gates, but it's, it's not for the rich and famous. It's really for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and all it is is sort of taking care of the possibility that you might not be able to make decisions for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and putting a plan in place so someone can step in and take care of your finances and make health care decisions, and then also putting together a plan for what happens when you pass away. Sure. So how do your mm-hmm. assets, who do they go to, how do they get there? If you have minor children, who's going to mind them until the kids are old enough to, mm-hmm. to take care of them on their own? And that's that's essentially estate planning. Right, um, sure. What as, if you
0: have major children? Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you said major well, you children. can – there's – um, <laughs> um, uh, there's Sorry. issues
3: with, with adult children, too, in that, you know, oh, the, that's true. in this day and age, there's, you know, there's, well, there's people like are concerned about divorces and they're yeah. concerned about creditors. And sure. and there's things mm-hmm. you can do to, to protect them. And then, Absolutely. you know, as, as the as the zeros in your bank account get, you know, get more plentiful, people, some people need to worry about the estate tax. There's, yes. there's, our state has one and then the federal government has one. If you have a federal problem, you have an enviable problem. Mm-hmm. Um, but the state is a little less generous than the feds, and there's things right. you can do to plan for that. But what, sure. what's
0: the uh, what's the dollar amount? Is that, the last I remember is around two million. The
3: state that... the state is two million seventy nine thousand. Okay. Per person.
0: What is arbitrary number?
3: It's it's indexed to inflation. That's why it's a weird number. Okay. And the federal limit is five million four fifty this year. Mm-hmm. As I told my wife, we need a federal estate tax problem.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> stop
2: by right, yeah. right. so i mean the,
3: the for for 99.9% of the people in this country they don't have a federal problem sure right. how much are the the estate taxes so the f- the fed rate is a flat 40% but mm-hmm. the state starts at 10% and then ratchets it up to 20% when you get above 9 million oh, so wow. you were, you conceivably could be paying 60% well the state the state is if you're paying right. both our, I, the state tax is deducted on the federal okay. return. It turns out to be about 52%.
2: Okay, is, the, is the kind of the maximum that you, that yeah. you can hit. That's still a big chunk. So, no. So 52%. Especially when
3: you can, you know, there, there's only, I believe, two states west of the Mississippi that have an estate tax, mm-hmm. right. Oregon and Washington. Right. Yeah. Right.
2: And let's say that, um, you know, I, 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 I'm just in my head, I'm thinking about all these um, political speeches and the one percenters and, and all of that, But but really – Let's say I own a small business, and 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 I pass on my kids inherit the business. What what, what impact is that going to? Let's say it's a it's a business that's worth you know three four million dollars, and you know my parents have spent their whole life building this business. They mm-hmm. put took all the risk, they took all the
3: spent all the capital, they built this business. So now they're in a pickle, right? Uh, they if they don't plan, they could be. Yeah, Th- there's things you can do under current law that can you can transfer the business down. Even if you do no planning, you can if, if the business is a large enough portion of your estate, you can spread out the tax payments. Okay. Um, uh, interest only, I believe, for five years and then another 10 years amortized. Uh, okay. Um, but it, it can be a big hit. Um, what if there's not
2: enough cash flow or enough enough inability to, then, to pay that tax?
3: Then you have a problem. Okay. Uh,
2: now, you could be forced to sell the business. You out.
3: could be, uh, although, you know, uh, you know, I have clients that are in that situation, and and the IRS, if if they think they can't sell it, they might wait wait you out, you okay, know, and and work out a different deal. They have some flexibility. Okay. Uh, okay, they're not usually in the, you know, they don't usually want to put people out of business. That's not their focus. Mm-hmm. They'd rather get their money somehow. And,
0: well, what do you mean by wait you out?
3: Well, the, in this case, the the you know, it's, it's an illiquid. It's, it's real estate. It's not producing mm-hmm. any income. They can't sell it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so the IRS said, "Well, we could levy and we could take it, and then we're in their position. Right? We mm-hmm. can't sell it, so maybe we're better okay. off waiting and, mm-hmm. and seeing if at some point in the future they can sell it.
0: In the Got meantime, it. though, are you like if you don't pay your IRS regular taxes, are you getting hit with penalties and interest? They they at the same time? Or?
3: Um, well, there's you know there's sort of there's sort of forbearance. I'm not I'm not a, okay. you know expert on right. on all of this, but okay. mm-hmm. this is the estate tax is a different world." Than, yeah. than income tax, it's a right. totally different system, and so. Got it. Got um, it. Yeah, he just happened to ask a question I wasn't no, expecting No, and that's him unusual. So. And I was like, no, oh, okay, and that's a little I really unusual. Thought about that part. But it, it, that's the risk if you do mm-hmm. nothing. Um, hmm. I believe the the owner of the Miami Dolphins lost the team, or the family lost the team because they mm-hmm. didn't do any planning. Oh right, wow!
2: Right. Okay. Now, it's something that can really sneak up on you. And so, what are some mechanisms that a that a person could could use to prevent that risk or so, reduce it?
3: Well, you could start making transfers during your lifetime. Okay, gifting. Gifts, yes. All right. And and interests in at least currently in privately held businesses, they're not valued at their at their percentage interest of the business. So, I give you ten percent of a privately held company, and let's say the company, if we sold it, is worth five million. Well, that ten percent isn't worth five hundred thousand because no one wants to own ten percent in a privately held business. They have no control they right. can't force a dividend so they're okay. going to pay significantly less than than that. Okay. And and those discounts vary across the board but 30, 40% less, maybe that. And that's the same rule that applies when you value a gift. Now okay. I have a caveat I remember I said current law the IRS okay. has proposed regulations that are trying to do away with a lot of these discounts, okay. these, what I called valuation discounts. And um and and there's some real concern because the the the, the example you bring up they shouldn't be after people that have operating businesses that are trying to just pass them down from generation to generation mm-hmm. and that are employing people, and it's mm-hmm. productive money. This is not, you know, the trust fund. Right. Um, right. And so hopefully there will be some exception for those type of entities, uh, but okay. I don't know. the, the, the so this is brand new. Yeah, they were just proposed in August, and it's still a lot of uncertainty as to how broad they are, what they cover, what they don't but is, if but if they they could go into effect in in January at the earliest is mm. there
0: any other input that can come in there, there'll be in hearings between, in or?
3: December and there's lots of input yeah okay so, yeah. This so has national would, attention
0: how would somebody uh, get engaged in that conversation to to say hey this i'm either in opposition to this or how would how would someone? Um, do that?
2: You have to do reach you know? out to your senator.
3: Well, yeah, you, you could reach out to your, your elected representative. I don't. Mm-hmm. The, the, I don't know uh, about access to the hearings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. At least I don't well, know off the hand. I can find an but, answer to that. Mm-hmm. Well, they they should be public. Mm-hmm. but okay. They're going to be in D.C. and so. Right. Right. Um, and there's a, and you know they they may you know sort of quantify exactly. I, I think what they're after are the abusive transactions, but mm-hmm. again, that's not. How the regulations read that could be a lot broader sure. than that
2: so let's say that I want to gift a percentage of ownership of my business to to my kids mm-hmm. so how how would I go about setting that up I'd meet with I'd meet with you and you're gonna structure a, a percentage each year right because there's going to be a maximum amount that could be gifted before you end up with a gift tax well it depends well. how
3: big it is if let's say that that the business is worth you know, $4 million, and mm-hmm. you own half, and your wife owns half. Okay. And let's say that's really your primary asset. Maybe yeah. you have a house. Well, you're well below the federal limits, so you could do a gift right now. You could give the whole mm-hmm. thing away. I so see. you'd file a federal gift tax return and report the gift, but okay. you're still well under your limits.
2: Okay. So what's the current limit for gift tax then? So, $5,450,000. So, so it is the $5,450,000. Same as in estate tax then. For feds, yes. For the federal, at the federal level.
3: Right. Now, the state does not have a gift tax.
2: Right. Okay. So
3: unlike federal law, where if I make a big gift, I have less credit left when I die, it doesn't apply to the state. Okay. So So I make a, I'm sitting on my deathbed with $5 million, Mm -hmm. and I write a $3 million check to my kids, and they cash it. Mm-hmm. I die with $2 million and I don't even have to file a state-to-state tax return.
2: Oh, interesting. Okay. That
3: is very interesting. Wow. Now, but, but again, I have to be sure I'm dying or else I'm out $3 million. <laughs> <Right>. well, <laughs> of course, of
2: course. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that, that'd be There's bad. that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Now, well, uh, I don't
0: know. if you If you had been diagnosed with something that you knew you had a time limit or something like that, mm-hmm. I guess that would be. Yeah, if you have have time, yeah, sure, sure. And and frankly, you know, like my husband, uh, even though he works for himself now, worked for family businesses before. And that was typically when a changeover at the company started to happen. uh, Because one firm in particular, both the father and the grandfather, as they made shifts in the business, it was when both of them had been diagnosed with some severe medical issues. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. that's, I mean, I'm sitting here, you know, we laugh about it there for a second, but it's actually real. You know right. that that is commonly what happens.
2: So, so Tim, just so I can kind of clarify, because in in uh, I, of course I work in mortgage lending, and, and we have a lot of the times parents that are gifting, you know, funds to kids to help them purchase a home. Now, in that situation, there's a gift limit of fourteen thousand dollars, I believe, right now per person. That okay. But I, so that's a separate the, issue. The,
3: you can give anybody in the world fourteen thousand dollars a year, mm-hmm. and that doesn't count. It's okay. just it's a freebie. Got it. You can pay anyone's tuition of any amount directly, and that also doesn't count. And you can pay anyone's medical care directly. So I could give my son $14,000 plus Mm -hmm. pay his tuition to the UW, and that's all tax free. As long as I cut the check. So you could give a
2: gift to me today for $14,000. Yeah, I wouldn't
3: rush to cash that check. Here's how my
2: name's spelled. I'm just. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay, got it. Okay, so so how does that? Okay, and just so I understand it, so, how does that compare to the five thousand, five million four hundred and fifty thousand? So
3: let's say the kid needs a hundred thousand dollar down payment and doesn't feel like waiting, and, and the parents say, "Well, you know, it'll be six years before we can transfer." Right. I mean, jointly they can give them, tw- they can give twenty eight thousand, but sure. they can just make a gift of a hundred thousand. Twenty eight thousand will be tax free, and the other seventy two will go against their credit. But, I see. That's all, and so if their estate's not that big, it doesn't matter.
2: Okay, so it's going to go against their credit. I mean, they're not having to pay taxes on that, really, at no, this point. It's no, they, kinda...
3: no, And if their estate is, when they die, if you know, if they're not anywhere near five million four fifty, we don't then care. Then
2: we're all good, unless they win the lottery tomorrow yeah. or something. Yeah, and that's like that. an enviable problem. There you go. All right. Yes, it
3: is. Right. <laughs>
2: Well, uh, this is very interesting, and that's information I did not know, and I'm going to use that. I know. I feel like maybe
0: you should pay him a fee. It sounds like you're getting private. (laughs) When we come
2: back, let's learn some more from Tim Burkhart (laughs) on estate planning and trust issues. Stay tuned for more with with, open Open House with Team Reba. Open House with Team Reba
1: on AM 1590. The Answer. Now, back to Open House with
2: Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Austin from Homebridge Financial.
0: And I'm Reba Haas from Team Reba.
2: And we're here every Saturday from 2 to 3 o'clock, as you already
3: know.
0: Yes, and we are speaking with Tim Burkhart of KHBB Law. Thanks again for being here, Tim. You're welcome. And, Thanks uh, for having me. Yeah, glad to have you. I, I should probably mention to our listeners that part of the reason we chose you to come on the show is I've known you for 13 years. A <laughs> it's, time. I'm yeah, sorry. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know. Oh, it's been horrible. But um, it, no, I, I love you. So uh, we met when uh, I first got into the real estate world. And uh, we my you were firm? working at garvey Schubert yeah, yeah. uh, Law. And, yeah. and I knew several of the folks who were working there because that was my law firm at the time. And uh, we started talking about estate planning for me way back when. Yeah. And that has morphed and changed over the years because... Uh, I wanted to make sure, like, I know you just got done, we were saying during the break that, you know, we want to talk about kind of the intro level of uh, people kind of thinking about estate planning. And the first thing out of your mouth was like, oh yeah, usually it's when they have a kid, but I'm, I'm that unusual situation that I don't have children. You want some? But no, I don't. (laughs) I got, I got plenty of nieces, nephews, you know, grand nieces and nephews. I got plenty, plenty of children in my life. But that was one of the things, though, that because I was never able to have kids, um, there was still – I was in a a job, basically, that was also good income. Mm -hmm. And I had a house, and I had a partner at the time, and I was looking at, well, what's going to happen to my estate? Because, frankly, at the time, if I were to have passed as a single person with no children, my estate would have gone to my parents. Mm -hmm. And that's not necessarily the direction that I wanted it to go because Mm -hmm. I had – you know, friends of mine with kids, nieces and nephews, who I was thinking about, and other types of things. So, um, I wanted to make sure when we had you on the show today that we kind of talk about, like, kind of the introduction level that people, you know, kind of come to estate planning. Because I'm always talking about it with my clients. Right. Because I start as soon as they're buying homes, because they mm-hmm. may not have a child yet, but they want they should be thinking about it. Or maybe their circumstance of how they're buying and their family situation might might be a, a good reason for us to discuss these kinds of things.
3: So, um, all right, a couple of things. If you send your kid off to college, you should have them sign a power of attorney so you can step in and make financial and health care decisions just in case. I had my son sign one when he he went off. Very good point. um, Uh You know, as as you know, even after they turn 16, the doctors won't talk to you without their permission. True. (laughs) Actually, in the state
0: of Washington, um, from a reproductive standpoint, the rights of the children start at the age of fourteen.
3: Well, there you go. So, so anyway, that that, that you should do. But um, you're, you're right. If you if you don't do anything, the law that controls is they're called the intestacy statutes which just means you died without a will. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what they say is that if you if you die without a will and you're single mm-hmm. and you have no children, then it goes to your parents. Right. If they're not around, then it goes to siblings. Right. And so on. And and if you have a decent sized family, it'll stay there. If you mm-hmm. don't, it could end up with the state of Washington. Right. Got it. If you do have a spouse, then they get all the community property. And they'll get the separate property if there's if they're children they get half, and the children get the other half if there's no children, they get three quarters, and then the other quarter goes to parents and siblings and, and right. so on
0: and it gets even more convoluted when you have blended families
3: well if they're not adopted, they're not heirs they're not mm-hmm. so stepchildren are not heirs
0: they're, yeah, but I'm saying like if there's half siblings,
3: well, if they're related, yes yeah, okay. that's different yeah, yeah. if they're, they're you're yeah it, that that does get more and it also gets more complicated is. Is sort of planning for you know how do you take care of your your spouse, and also your maybe your children from a prior marriage right. and things like that. So yeah. that so that definitely a reason to see it, an attorney and plan. But if you have a kid, you wanna you know you want to do a will because you'd like to name the guardian just in case. Right. Um, yeah. And you can and you can also name a guardian and a power of attorney now, because it is possible you could be alive but unable to act as parent. And your will really okay. doesn't your will doesn't kick in until you die, and so right and power of attorney can kick in right away.
0: No, that and absolutely makes sense. I will.
3: you can also in the power of attorney name someone to make health care decisions for them if you're just not available, right? Which is really important.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm such a fan of the estate planning side of things, especially because as as you know, uh, my parents were hit by a drunk driver, and both of them, of course, in the car. A lot, and that's the thing is like I'll talk to people regularly, and they always think that. It's just going to happen to one spouse or the other, but they forget how mm-hmm. often they're traveling together, whether it's in a vehicle That's or right. a plane or whatever it might be, uh, or whole families, you know, together or portions of families, uh, you know, cause cars are not as you know safe as planes really. But, uh, you know, my parents got hit and I was my father's medical power of attorney. My sister was the financial power of attorney. And since our mother was injured very gravely as well, not as bad as my dad, you know, we were both driving and flying back to Kansas to go take care of Family Matters. And then of course we have two other siblings. Mm -hmm. And you know, this is something that for me was something that came up uh, as another conversation with some medical doctors that I know this year. My father had a do not resuscitate and it was not followed while he was Mm -hmm. in the hospital because a sibling started pushing against that. Mm -hmm. And I guess hospitals Mm -hmm. typically will tend to Fault back to the we're not going to follow the DNR, which was 100% what my father really wanted, um, and he ended up suffering for many many years in a nursing home with brain damage after that. Um, with my siblings and my mother not realizing the impact of what that was going to do to his life and his quality of life, so it was it was a it was a challenge. But you know, and then also as part of it because it was a, a drunk driver who had very little insurance coverage, we had to my sister had to sue my mother to maximize her underinsured motorist coverage oh, on mm, the policy mm-hmm. so these things can i mean i've got real world mm-hmm. deep experience <laughs> right, in this right, right. in this realm and so when people t- you know tell me like oh that that oh that happens to other people i'm like no it doesn't <laughs> the,
3: the healthcare area is a tough one because mm-hmm. it is the brave healthcare provider that will you know, follow a direction. Yeah. You know, say say one sibling is appointed as healthcare power of attorney. Mm-hmm. Legally, they have the right to make the call. Right. But if all the other siblings are yelling up and down saying no, yeah. You know, they may back off and say, "Get me a court order." And right. A, exactly. They, they, you sure. know, the court could could say no, follow their direction. But again, it's a brave healthcare provider. They don't want to be in the middle of that.
0: No, of course they don't. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, I for me, I at that moment when that was happening in our family, I do believe at one point that that's why my father had chosen me to be that person because mm-hmm. he knew that I would try and fight for that.
3: Were you there me. arguing for it? Or, or Yes. Oh, you were? Okay. Yeah, because
0: I actually uh, I knew other people who had had family members uh, severely impacted by brain damage, mm-hmm. and I knew what my father's feelings were on that because a month prior to the accident, I'd been back for a knee replacement, and we had been talking very specifically about his directives because I'd had to be there just in case as as the backup. Right. So, um, I knew exactly how he felt about it. Um, you know, and you have to kind of change your mindset over time of like, you know, I, I, I went through heart wrenching and I you know, begged his forgiveness at one point in the nursing home of like, I hope you didn't feel like I failed you. Um, because he had some sense of himself still, but he was in a, a world of pain, uh, forever after that and never was the same person. So mm-hmm. when he did pass, my mom went through that dual, Grieving period, which is, you know, she lost my dad as who he was at the accident, and then she lost the shell of the person when he passed. Right. And so, you know, I use that sometimes as an example for people. But then, you know, there's the other side of like, we're talking about, you know, hey, you've got kids. And I remember talking with you at one point, um, talking about the whole guardianship because there's people who I think make assumptions that if something were to happen to them, maybe a family member would step in. But if things aren't really laid out, that may not be what happens right
3: i i always tell clients that i think a durable power of attorney is the most important document that they have in their estate plan i mean your will is really important Mm -hmm. but by the time it matters you don't care anymore right but you could care a lot if the wrong person is making decisions yes and so this allows you to pick that person right um and guardianship sometimes it's a necessity if the Mm -hmm. family's at each other's throats um maybe that's the best choice is to have the court step in and say no this is who will Mm -hmm. take charge um, also, well, in some
0: cases, you may not want your family to be that guardian anyway.
3: Some sure. people well, they you can, don't have. good And in a power of attorney, you can pick, you can name a guardian. Right. So, right. Exactly. Um, so you know that's all. You pe- can
0: even have a pet guardian.
3: Uh, yes, <laughs> you can have a pet trust now. Yes. In yes. Right. Because
0: you and I had to talk about that. I didn't have kids, but I had a bunch of animals. Right. And the idea was I was going to set money aside for mm-hmm. whoever was willing to take my animals. Yep. And then care for them because there's there's a cost associated with that. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh yeah. yeah. So that was yeah, an important. I, I've thing. owned pets. There is and Eric's place. over here giving me this look like I'm sorry you what? I'm <laughs> just shaking my
2: head. I'm I'm trying to picture Rusty the golden retriever writing checks. You know right. right now. So. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> No, the, he
0: wouldn't write them. Someone else would write them for him. I
2: know he would. He would happily <laughs> cash them though, and he, he and get as many treats as like. possible. That's the, right.
3: the one thing I do want to mention: powers of attorney walk, work fine if everybody's cooperating, including the person who's called the mm-hmm. principal who gives it. Uh-huh. But if they're not, if they're sort of you know out and about entering into, I mean, until they're declared incompetent, they can enter contracts. And sometimes the only way you can stop that. They either could be a financial danger mm-hmm. to themselves, or maybe a physical danger. Is, is you have to go to court, and you know the court can can appoint someone to care for them, and okay. and, and take away their if necessary their right to contract and sure. things like that. So they can't. And that's
0: for the person who has the power of attorney. The
3: person, the the person who gives it. Oh, I okay. I give you power of attorney. I'm called the principal. You're my agent. Okay. And 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 that works fine if I'm cooperating, if I'm allowing you okay. to act for me. But if I'm not, you know, if if the if the an encyclopedia salesman knocks on the door and I order eight copies of it, mm-hmm. um, you know, that I'm free to contract. And so right. unless he has some reason to know I'm not, you know, I'm incapacitated, mm-hmm. you know, okay. the, the power of attorney doesn't affect, you know, won't protect you. So I
0: I know we're going to have a break coming up here in a little bit. I, I actually want to set the stage for something, not because not I'm going to have you give them real specific advice. But I had a situation come up earlier this summer where someone reached out to me that they have a, a grandparent um, that is, has dementia, is in a nursing home, and the, her mother used to have the POA. And then because something happened to the lady and they needed to go through a lawsuit because like she fell in like a grocery store and they had to get some funds from, from the situation, um, they then brought in one of her siblings to be a POA as well. Well, now he's trying to force the sale of her home in West Seattle. And the family's like, wait a minute. No, we could rent this and have enough income to help pay for where she's staying. Like, why are you trying to force the issue of the home? And it's because his daughter became a real estate agent and they were going to claim some massive commission on the sale. (laughs) And it would be her first deal. And I was like, <laughs> please a, go talk to an attorney right now. fiduciary
3: duty. Exactly.
0: Money. Exactly. And yeah. I was like, please go talk to an attorney right now.
2: That's right. And speaking of attorneys, we're going to be talking more with Tim Burkhart when we come back after a brief break. Stay tuned for more from
1: Open House with Team Reba. Open House with Team Reba on AM 1590. The Answer. To open house with Team Reba.
0: Welcome back to open house with Team Reba. I am Reba Hass from Team Reba, Remax Metro East Side,
1: and I'm Eric
2: Osnes from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. We bring on guests talking about real estate finance. Today we have mm-hmm. an attorney online talking about. All kinds of uh, excellent, excellent issues. Thank you so much, Tim, for joining us. Tim Burkhardt of KHBB Law.
3: Thank you for having me.
2: If somebody has a question for you, Tim, how can they reach you? What's the best way?
3: They can email me. It would probably be the easiest. Okay. Uh, they're free to call. My, my, I think well, you have my give, us, give us the email. Uh, email is my first initial T, last name, B as in boy, U-R-K-A-R-T, at KHBBLAW.com. Okay, so. And my number is 206 382 4414. Got it. Excellent. Perfect. Well, thank you again so much for And we'll for, post for those on the us.
0: blog too after, yeah. after we have this recorded.
2: Absolutely. Well, I've learned a lot today just even talking about the, these gift fund limits and estate tax mm-hmm. limits, and uh, some of that's rather frightening. Uh, <laughs> most important is we, we really have to think about. Especially, I, I worry personally about these, like these intergenerational transfers. These are not mm-hmm. wealthy people; these are hardworking people that have spent their whole life building up a business or something, and they really need to be protected. What about using trusts? Okay. You're involved in that, so how oh, can sure. that fit into the picture?
3: So, um, I guess I just want to say that you know, e- even for the very wealthy, taxes usually do not drive. Their transactions, mm-hmm. sure, they're, they're a relevant factor, but but it's but that's not what drives it. In fact, I tell them, you tell me what you want to happen, and then I'll try to do it as with as low tax cost as possible. But the the primary goal is getting mm-hmm. the property to where you want it to go and how you want it to get mm-hmm. there. Sure, trusts are um, all a trust is is a legal entity that can hold title to property. It's okay. like a corporation. Mm-hmm. Boeing is a corporation; it can own things in the name of Boeing. It can have bank accounts and land. Well, so can a trust. And and Boeing is run by its officers, and a trust is run by a trustee. Um, depending on the kind of trust, you can be your own trustee if you want to. There's there's two basic types: revocable means you can undo it, mm-hmm. and irrevocable. And they and they each have a different purpose. So, if you died and left property to your to minor kids, you would probably have it in an irrevocable trust with specific terms on how they you know, how the money can be used for their benefit mm-hmm. and, and when they would 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 get it. Um, yeah, a revocable trust are, are usually done to provide a way of managing assets while you're alive. Um, s- some people use them to avoid the probate system, which is the proceeding to administer the assets of a deceased person. Mm-hmm. In some states, that's a really big deal. It's not that big a deal in Washington, but it's not free, and so mm-hmm. some people try to avoid it. Um, and so those are the, the two basic types. You can use a revocable trust sort of as your, as your will. You'll still need a will because a trust is only effective as to assets to which it holds title. Mm-hmm. But the basic plan for how things go at your death could be handled right within the trust. Got it. And, Got and it. a married couple can do a joint trust. And, um, and you can also do one just for yourself if you want to
2: got it and by putting a uh, let's see let's talk about real estate so so we own property we put it in a trust mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so how what are our, our main benefits for that
3: so so there's um putting putting property in trust is easy you just deed it there mm-hmm. however when you deed your residence to a trust essentially the legal owner has changed you're still the beneficial owner of it mm-hmm. but the legal owner is now the trust and often you have to update your title insurance policy, yes. and your homeowner's insurance. insurance policy. That's right. Well, several years ago, Washington enacted a new statute that allows for what are called transfer on death deeds. And the way they work is title re- you sign the deed, it's recorded, and title remains in your name, or if it's a married couple in the name of you and the survivor of the, of the two of you. Okay. You do not have to update title insurance. You do not have to update homeowner's insurance. You're free to sell, refi, do whatever you want. But if when the survivor dies, they still own it, title transfers to the trust. So you avoid probate, but you don't have any of the other oh, wow. hassles okay. of, of having a trust on your, your house. Now, oh. if you own real estate in another state, you want to put it in the trust, because otherwise you could have to have a probate in that state. So let's mm-hmm. say you had a vacation home in Bend, Oregon. Mm-hmm. If you die with it in your name, there's going to be a probate in Oregon to transfer title. Oh, got it. If you it. Don't, Extra okay.
2: expense, extra hassle. Oh, yeah.
3: And
0: that's true be... also of investment property because I have property in the Midwest. If it's in your name.
3: Yeah, it is. is yes, you don't want to okay. hold it that way. So that, okay. that property, you either – if it's investment property, you could either hold it in an LLC. I
0: know. Mm-hmm. I did that a long time ago, and then we got lazy right. and just didn't get it transferred Well, and, and I'll
2: warn people, too, yeah. though, if if you own investment property, before you jump out and transfer it into an LLC, make sure that your lender will allow it. Oh, most, yeah. If there's yeah, a mortgage absolutely. on the property, you most likely cannot do that. So we have to be careful without about the, that yeah. without the permission of the lender.
3: And also, um, if you're if you're subject to the Washington estate tax, if real estate out- located outside of Washington is held in your name or held in the name of a revocable trust, it will not be considered part of your estate for tax purposes in Washington. Oh, good. If okay. it is held in an entity like an LLC... Or or a partnership or mm-hmm. corporation or mm-hmm. S corp, it will be considered located in Washington and taxed here.
2: I okay, see. So. If the is that only if the LLC is registered in Washington? No, you die. Matter?
3: You die own. It's it's considered like personal property. It's like I own stock. If I own stock in GM, oh, you know, interesting, yeah. interesting. Uh, it's it's taxed here. Oh, they don't. Yeah. yeah. So but if I,
0: you own property. Elsewhere, and say, like in my situation, I have property that's in my name, but I might have to deal with probate
3: in Canada back there. Right.
0: And okay.
3: Yeah. Right. And there it makes no
2: sense whatsoever.
3: Uh, uh, not really. Well, <laughs> it's, it's interesting. The, the difference is, is is if you compare it to stock, you know, your, your shares of GM are, are located where you are for tax purposes. Right, right. right. But real estate is located where. Technically, where, where it is location, yeah. location, location. Exactly right, <laughs> right. I see. I and see. when it's in an entity, what you own is an interest in that entity, not in right. the underlying asset. So much. I got it. I got, got it. it. So I, it's like shares of stock. And so, That's,
2: interesting. Uh, so, so Tim, what's the number one thing that a person listening to the show should be thinking about today, like right now? What's the the riskiest thing? They let's say we're under the, you know, the the Washington State. Limited $2,079,000. Have
3: they, have they done any planning? Do they have even the basic documents? There's a lot of people mm-hmm. out there that don't have anything. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, There's a
0: lot of people starting to use a lot of online legal sources. So what, what's your take on that?
3: My, my, my standard response is it is not hard to create a valid will. It, it's actually quite easy. Mm-hmm. What's hard is to create an appropriate one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. people, what they're paying me for is not the piece of paper. It's the fact that I do this for a living. It's all I do. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I sort of know the questions to ask. For yeah. instance, people assume they're going to outlive their children. Well, I can assure you yeah. that's not always the case, unfortunately. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, they, and they make assumptions about things. Um, yeah. I have seen online wills where the same asset is given away several times in the same document. Oh, um, or the will has two residuary clauses, which is the final clause that says everything goes here. Well, mm-hmm. you know, one is good, two is not good. <laughs> um, and they just don't, because, and I'm not picking on people, they just, yeah. they don't think of these well, they things. Well, don't,
0: they don't know. They they start having a thought about it, and they start working on it, and, and frequently, you know, I, I'll even say, like, my parents were some pretty sharp people, but one of the things that they did that um, ham, kind of hamstrung us when they had their accident was... They notarize their own POAs. Yeah, that's a problem. And that yeah. is a massive problem. And people don't right. know what they don't yeah. know. And so it's, it, yeah, you know, they think they're saving money sometimes by doing these things, but they actually oftentimes create bigger problems and sometimes bigger financial headache.
3: Right. One, one of my favorite clients is an aircraft engineer, and many years ago, he brought me in a trust that he did himself, and. I looked at it for a while, and I told him, I said, I'm going to make a deal with you. I promise you I will never design an airplane. If you promise me, you'll never draft your own trust.
4: (laughs) I love it. And and just recently,
3: he reminded me of that conversation. (laughs) He said, I've kept my end of the bargain. Yeah, that's good.
2: How about you, Tim?
3: Well, I look at it this way. I don't do my own electrical work. Yeah. yeah. I don't do heavy duty plumbing in my house cuz I want to live there. And exactly. so this is an area where it's worth it to spend a little money and get good advice. That's yeah. that's my Most view. I,
0: well, and that's you know what? That's a great point because one of the things that is also shocking to people when I talk to them about this is that they also don't realize that a lot of times this is not like the like my my regular real estate attorney is like I think 325 bucks an hour and people think that that's how these Things get charged and they don't necessarily, right? Mm-hmm. Aren't there a lot of like flat fee mm-hmm. situations? Yeah, right, right.
4: And exactly. they're very
0: reasonable in terms of cost. For what yeah.
3: for what's getting done, it's totally worth going through it all. Especially given the ramifications of doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. It's Absolutely. Like, it's, it's like your business. You know, yes. I can sell my house on my own, but I could be leaving a ton of money on the table.
0: Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely.
3: Well, Tim, we're sure
0: glad you
2: joined us today. And 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 I have a a story for that next week, too. Oh, good, good, good. Well, thank you, Tim Burkhardt of KHBB. And thank you, Reba. Thanks again. Join us every week. We're here every Saturday from 2 to 3 o'clock p.m. and Sundays from 3 to
0: 4. Have a good rest of your weekend, everybody.
1: Thank you for listening to Open House with Team Reba. To contact us, visit Team Reba at re/slash/max Metro East Side on Facebook or email info at teamreba.com. Join us again next Saturday afternoon at 2 for more open house with Team Reba here on AM 1590. The answer. The preceding program was sponsored by Team Reba of REMAX Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Homebridge Financial Services.